Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday. It's May 18th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games that we're going to talk about here on today's slate. FanDuel is doing an eight-game slate. DraftKings is doing a six-game slate. So we're going to break down all eight games for all of our FanDuel and DraftKings listeners uh, today. I'm joined today by TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty well. Been uh, having a fun little new recurring article on Roto Grinders called Agents of Fantasy. It's kind of a bit of a play on words from my agentsoffandom.com website. And I get to add in a bunch of superhero puns and uh, write up uh, write up an article about baseball. It's been going really well. As we're recording uh, here Tuesday night, I wrote up on Tuesday about uh, to play the Houston Astros and they, that went pretty darn well. They had like 13 runs in the first few innings and a ton of homers. So heck yes. Check out the agents of fantasy. There you go. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you don't know, TJ is a huge, um, what, what would we call it? Do we just call it like huge Marvel, huge anything like, comic like, yeah. related Fan. anything comic related like i so i i grew up just on cartoons like saturday morning cartoons watching all of the anime superhero stuff star wars stuff like anything i could get my hands on and i just uh it stuck with me like it, it just I, I never grew out of it i still love it so kind of when when i became when as soon as i got into high school and all of a sudden the marvel movies started doing every the same stuff that I used to love in the cartoons. It just really, really uh, fostered my fandom. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk some baseball. We have a ton of baseball to talk about here today. Eight games, a lot of pitching. We haven't had great pitching over the last few days, and then it just feels like it's stacked up today. So let's jump in. We get started here with Washington at Miami. Again, this is on the Fandle slate, not on the DraftKings slate. Josiah Gray against Pablo Lopez. Seven and a half total in this game. The Marlins, a 185 favorite on most books. Um, let's start here with Josiah Gray. Any interest in him going up against Miami in Miami? So both of the pitchers in this game, and especially starting with Gray, like that we have such an amazing pitching slate today. It's tough to have very much interest in him at all. But if I'm running 150, then I guess I might have a little bit of interest simply because we're going to have, we got the angels, we got the Yankees, we got a few different teams on this slate that slate that we could want to pay up for. And so because of that, yeah, maybe you want to get a Josiah Gray in, in three to 5% if you're running 150, just because he has a eight to 10 strikeout ceiling, especially in a good ballpark like Miami, but he's definitely not uh, near the top of the priority list today. I mean, that's the that's the thing, right? When you're looking at Fandle, one pitcher site where both of these guys are, I don't think you end up on either one of them. Um, I think they're both strong plays. I haven't looked if Yahoo included these two games, so that might be a two-pitcher site, but they usually just do the 7 o'clock on game, so I highly doubt that they have this spot. I mean, I do think in large field tournaments, if you want to roll the dice on – either Josiah Gray or Pablo Lopez. I don't think it's the craziest idea here. Um, you know, looking at looking at Lopez um, on the other side of this game, I mean, he's pitched fantastic this year. 28% Ks, 5% walks, 3-1 XFIP, 
Washington, the top of the order is solid. The bottom of the order struggles. Um, I, I mean, I could see Pablo Lopez putting up 40-plus in this spot. I could see him putting up 50. So he's just 10-5. And Garrett Cole's in this price range. Scherzer against St. Louis. Otani against Texas. Giolito against Kansas City. Gaussman against Seattle. They're all in the same range. I just don't think I end up on either one. Yeah, that's the same boat for me. So, like, with Lopez, he's not one of the top options. However, he will be – there will be a better chance of him being the top option than whatever his his ownership's going to be. Like, he's going to be something like 2 3% owned because this he's not on the DK slate. Um, he's up there right in between Scherzer and Garrett Cole. Like, no one is going to be playing him. And so if you're running lots of lineups, keep them in the pool. But if you're playing one, if you're playing three, it's going to be tough to get to them. All right. Uh, moving on to the hitters in this spot. Any interest in the Washington bats here? Not particularly. If I'm playing uh, any side of this game, I think it would probably be the Miami guys, but still not going to be a priority for me. Yeah, I mean, Juan Soto is someone you could play against anybody. But in Miami, yeah. Pablo Lopez has a negative 11% hard-to-soft contact ratio against lefties this year, and he's just very good at generating soft contact with his changeup against lefties and his cutter. So I, for me, I'll probably leave Soto on the shelf. Um, you know, looking at, like, Josiah Gray's number, when he struggles, it's against lefties. So maybe Jazz, just 4,200 on FanDuel. Yes, you could play him at second or shortstop, it's just a lot to pay for Jazz in this spot. I could, but he's the one guy that I think could potentially benefit from the matchup. Yeah, this is like this is a game that to me just screams GPP if you're running 150. Like Jazz Chisholm, you can always play as high upside. Jorge Soler always ha- uh, has high upside. Juan Soto, 3,800 on FanDuel. Like that's just way too cheap for somebody of his caliber. So, yeah, this is definitely not a primary target of a game, but it's for sure one that you want to keep in the pool. Mix in some stacks, mix in a few of the pitchers if you're running 150. All right. Um, let's move on. We got San Diego at Philadelphia. Eight total in this game. Phillies are 150 favorite. Blake Snell going up against Zach Wheeler. Um, I'm pretty sure this is snell's first start of the year yeah he did throw 59 pitches in his last rehab start he has thrown three rehab starts in triple a this season with it being on FanDuel and not on DraftKings, i think this is a spot that i just stay away from blake snell going into philadelphia not knowing not even thinking like he's going to max out pitch count on this slate where there's just so much opportunity cost at pitching yeah, this is definitely a for sure do not touch Blake Snell kind of day. You know, even if you, yeah, I, nope. Uh, there's no argument to be made for for Snell here. And he, he had really good strikeout stuff in the last year, just was getting shelled um, along with his strikeouts. So I, on this slate, I just don't think you can do it. Um, can you make a case here for Zach Wheeler at 9,500 going up against the Padres? Um, the case to be made is he has a five X ceiling, but it's a tough matchup. It's a great pitching slate. If you're MMEing, I understand you wanting to play him, but like he doesn't hit hit like the top seven pitchers for me on an eight game slate. On a one pitcher site. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. And like the Padres, the bottom half with like Myers, Cano, Nola, there's strikeouts there. You know, Robinson Cano is way past his prime. Um, so there's strikeouts there. But the top of the order, Cronenworth, Kim, Machado, Hosmer, Profar, they don't strike out. They're patient. They can really work a pitch count against pitchers. So I, I think there's just better spots, especially on a one-pitcher site. Um, but I'm not going to, like, run out here to stack the Padres either. No, that's the same boat with me. I think there's definitely better sides to target, uh, better places to target in this slate. All right. Um, do you like the Philadelphia side at all in this fun? Philadelphia, I definitely have a lot more interest than uh, San Diego. We don't know how Snell's going to look. He's had tendencies before in the past. When when like when Blake Snell has it, he is as good of a pitcher as anybody in baseball. When he doesn't, he looks like he doesn't belong anywhere close to in the league. So like he's, we've seen him in the past just go walk, walk, home run, walk, walk, home run, get pulled on multiple occasions. So. First game back in a long time, hasn't played this season. I'm definitely more interested in targeting um, this Philadelphia side, especially because, like, they've been running Reese Hoskins uh, lead off lately, and he's 3,600, batting uh, batting first against the lefty. He's just in a great spot. Uh, Gene Segura usually gets a good spot in the lineup against lefties. He's expensive, so this is not a team I'm going to get to very often. Um just because like you have Harper 4,600, Segura 4K, uh, Hoskins 3,600. My favorite play from the team is probably Nick Castellanos. He's anytime he faces a lefty, I really, I really like playing him and he's 3,500. He's just the one player on this team that, at, uh, as well as Alec Bohm, that's just quite, quite uh, underpriced. So if you're sacking him up with a, uh, with a high price pitcher, I like going Bohm. I like going Castellanos. I like going Hoskins. I think that's a great three man to kind of start a lineup with. It's the, and it still leaves you with a decent amount of salary. But if you do want to be taking a shot on a guy like Josiah Gray, that's, I think, when you can mix in the Bryce Harpers and the Gene Seguros into your stack. I mean, if Snell's off, Bohm, Castellanos, Hoskins, Segura are just in fantastic spots. Um, so I could definitely see a four-man Philly stack here. And I didn't even mentioned Romuto. Um, I mean, and on Fandle, Romuto is 2,900 and no one plays him because he's a catcher. So I definitely could see stacking Philly in this spot. If Snell's not on, we don't even expect him to pitch too deep into this game. I could see the stack potentially working out here. So, all right, we got New York at Baltimore facing the Orioles. Seven and a half total here. Yankees a 250 favorite. It's Garrett Cole. It's Jordan Lyles. Um, Garrett Cole over six innings now in four straight games. The strikeout stuff is there over nine strikeouts in three of his last four games. Um, he's just, he's back to form. He looks great. He's under 10 K and he gets one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball. Um, this is one of the reasons why, yeah, those first two or three pitchers that we just talked about were okay, but we got a guy like Garrett Cole who could just, strike out 12 plus guys in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think to me, Garrett Cole is my number two option on the slate. Maybe one B um, over on FanDuel. It gets a little bit different on DraftKings where he's cheaper than uh, Max Scherzer. He's the most expensive pitcher on DraftKings. I'm uh, sorry on, on FanDuel, but on DK he's cheaper than Scherzer and Gaussman. So I think he actually might be my favorite option over there on DK. 
And then on FanDuel, I think he probably would be number two behind Scherzer, maybe even number three behind Gaussman. But where I primarily play FanDuel, if I'm running 150, which I often do, I honestly think it'll be a day where I go 25 plus percent uh, Cole, 25 plus percent Scherzer, 25 plus percent Gaussman, mix, mix, sprinkle in some Otani, sprinkle in some Lopez. And that might be it for me. Like I, we talked about guys like the Josiah Grays, somebody like Dane Dunning. Yeah, maybe it's a little interesting, but at the opportunity cost on today's slates, it's just not worth it. So on FanDuel where Giolito's priced up, those five guys are really my, my top five. And I think Cole is either two or three, but it's pretty close at the top. Yeah. Cole, Cole or Gaussman, like on, on DraftKings, they're one A, one B. And like Scherzer is Max Scherzer, don't get me wrong, but the little bit of discount in the matchup, I think, is better for both Gaussman and Cole. So I, I have Cole Gaussman like one A, one B today. Um, just fantastic spots. The other side of this game, Jordan Lyles. I mean, we're not playing Jordan Lyles against the Yankees. I, I could tell you that, not with this pitching slate. This is a day you definitely want to pay up a pitching. Big time big time and like on DraftKings, maybe you can make more of a case for him where he's only 6100 but like nah we're playing yankees and we are not playing garrett Cole, or we are not playing jordan Lyles. i mean you can make a case or i'm gonna make a case for stacking the yankees how about that um <laughs> I, I love the yankees here you know they're a team that we were on yesterday on the podcast i think judge had two home runs um he was feeling it so I mean, this is another great spot. They're on the road. You're getting that ninth inning if they're not up by 20. Um, I mean, this is another spot. You're potentially stacking the Yankees. The only thing is, like, you got to go Gallo. I mean, you're probably looking at Donaldson, and you're potentially even looking at one more cheap bat, and you're trying to get two of Stanton, Judge, Rizzo, LeMahieu right because of pricing and because of pitching on this slate. So uh, I think it's one of those days where – you're going to prioritize pitching, but you still want a top-end stack. You're just going to have to look for cheaper parts of the stack and hope you get the studs right. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, looking at it now – hold on. I got. Let me plug in some pitchers here. I just want to kind of look at the feasibility of a full Yankee stack on DraftKings with two of our better pitchers. So if I plug in Cole and Giolito – Leaves us with 2966. So that's pretty tough. But Cole and Otani really leaves you a doable full Yankee sack. And those are still two of, or sorry, Giolito and Otani. Um, you can go a five man Yankee sack. It leaves you with 3,200. I basically think you're choosing probably between Judge and Stanton. I think it's going to be tough, or, Judge, or you're choosing two of Judge, Stanton, and Rizzo. Um, I think it's tough to get all three of those guys on a pitching slate like this one. But Torres is cheap. Donaldson is cheap. Gallo is crazy cheap. So I think those are probably the first three you're plugging into your stacks. All right. Baltimore, no no interest whatsoever. Mullins would be the one guy, but he's 5,400. We're not playing him against Garrett Cole. Nope. Next. Seattle at Toronto is where we go next. It has an eight total. The Blue Jays are 250 favorite as well. Um, we talked about yesterday, we talked about Barrios on the podcast, and it was good to see him finally get a 
an easier matchup and have a really strong outing. Um, still didn't really see that like big strikeout rate from Barrios, but he had a really good game. Today we got Marco Gonzalez going up against Kevin Gaussman. Marco Gonzalez, a lefty facing a right-handed, heavy, patient, powerful Toronto righties. I just no interest for me in Gal- or um, Gonzalez today. No hard pass on Gonzalez and a lot of interest in the offense. Yeah, we'll talk about them in just a second. Gaussman, 31% K rate on the season, 1.1 walk rate. He's just, he's, he's, his form is just incredible right now. Um, Coming off a tough matchup against Tampa, he's faced Cleveland. Um, This is a matchup where we're like, all right, we could definitely see 30 plus DraftKings points again um, from him in this spot. Yeah, big time. So it's he's in a tier for me today. Gaussman, Cole, and Scherzer. They're just all in a league of their own. And then it's Ota- and then it's Giolito and uh and Otani after that. But the three of Gaussman, Cole, and Scherzer, like if you're playing a single entry, it for me, it's honestly just like you you put your stacks in first, you put your batters in first, knowing full well you're paying up for pitcher. And then whichever the three of them you land on, that's good with me because all three of them are just in such, such phenomenal spots. I have no interest in the Seattle bats. I love Galsman. Like I said, him and Cole are 1A1P for me today. Um, I'm not overthinking the pitching on this slate. I love these two guys. I'm not playing hitters against them. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and on the other side of the ball with Toronto here, like, so I talked about liking them a lot. They're great on DraftKings, but it's also tough to get up to them. They're expensive on FanDuel. I think they're going to get, get a lot of roster shit, but this is also bar none, in my opinion, your top stack of the day. They're facing a soft tossing lefty. You got Vladimir Guerrero's only 3,600. Matt Chapman's finally starting to hit the ball well. And it's a, against the lefty where he's smashed his entire career. And he's only 2,800. Bo Bichette's 3,400. Teoscar Hernandez is my favorite point per dollar play on the entire slate. 3K outfield. He's always done spectacular against lefties. He's uh, priced down because he had missed some time due to injury. And he's back now. He just hit a home run a couple days ago. He's hitting another one. Uh, He's hitting another one on this slate. I mean, to your point about like DraftKings, right? This is another one of those like Yankee spots. You're going to prioritize yeah. pitching today. So you're going to be looking at like Gary L. He's 3,500. Espanol, if he's in the lineup and he hits like eighth or ninth here, he's had really good power against lefties this year. He has a 296 um, ISO and 34 plate appearances. So all of his power has come against lefties. He's struggled against righties. So, you know, he's him and him and Gary L. And then, I mean, then you're trying to get those two or three guys right at the top. Um, you know, Teoscar's 49, Chapman's 44, pairing those with Vlad. I think if you're stacking Toronto, I think a lot of people, if they're stacking Toronto, they're playing Vlad. So, I mean, if you want your Toronto stack to be different, all you got to do is play Springer Bichette instead of Vlad. Um, do I recommend that? I mean, Vlad's one of the best young hitters in baseball. I just, if you want your stack to be different, that's a way to potentially make it different. So. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think on DraftKings, the, the route I really like starting my stack with is Guriel Chapman Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez isn't too expensive there. Guriel's very cheap. Chapman's not very expensive. And that's still a good three to kind of get my expensive pitchers in from there and see how much, uh, how much I have left to spend. I will say this. 
me me included no one's playing jansen today so i mean if you really want your toronto stack to be different all you got to do is throw jansen in there and he's had really good numbers against left-handed pitching this year yeah when he plays he's been hammering the ball this year yeah so just throwing that out there um no one's gonna play him we got St. Louis at New York facing the Mets. Seven total in this game. The Mets, a 195 favorites. We got Hicks against Scherzer. Any interest here in Jordan Hicks going up against the Mets? Nope. Next on hit Hicks, and I almost feel like we've covered Scherzer appropriately uh, already at this point, just with how much we've talked about him already. But no Hicks for me, and absolutely love me some Scherzer. Yeah, Hicks isn't one that you typically want to play in DFS, but he's also not typically one that you want to stack against in DFS. Um, he does walk some people from time to time, and you know you could get some runs that way. But outside of one game against Arizona where he allowed two home runs, that's the only home runs that he's allowed all year. He's a massive ground ball guy. He hardly gives up any fly balls. And he has one of the better hard-to-soft contact ratios in baseball, not just for this team. In baseball in general, it's negative 2%. So, yes, I'm with you. I'm not playing Hicks, especially on this slate. Um, but I'm also not stacking against him, and we'll talk about that here in a minute with the Mets bats. You know, Scherzer, he gets a he gets a good St. Louis team. Um, you know, a St. Louis team that has one of the lower strikeouts and rates in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. Scherzer elite, and he's elite against righties, and they're likely only going to have – two or three lefties in this lineup and the lefties aren't as good as the righties. So he's right up there. I mean, I rank him third today. That That's where I'm at with Scherzer today. Maybe even fourth, if you consider price and with Giolito's price the way that it is. So I don't think I play a lot of Scherzer today just because I like Giolito more, especially on DraftKings. But I mean, he could easily dominate this matchup against all these righties. Yep, absolutely. And I think Scherzer to me is third on DraftKings. And I think he's second behind Gaussman, the more that I think about it on FanDuel. But absolutely loved him today on both sites. And uh, this Mets stack on the other side, like I obviously we have no interest in St. Louis, but the Mets bats, I think, could be one of the more interesting and potentially high owned value stacks because Starling Marte is not going to play. Brandon Nimmo got uh, got hit in the hit in the foot with a baseball and got uh, taken out of the game. So we could end up seeing a bit of a wonky, cheap, cheap lineup to, uh, tonight for the Mets. And if that's the case, like I could definitely see them being a route for us to get to some of these uh, more expensive pitchers. Like you, if you get Dominic Smith in a good spot in the lineup, J.D. Davis in a good spot of the lineup, Escobar, Jeff McNeil, all of those guys are below 4K. The only ones over 4K uh, on DK are Pete Alonzo and Francisco Lindor. So I could definitely see that being one of the cheaper stacks that people uh, go to a little bit tomorrow, today, tonight. Yeah, I don't really have an interest in the St. Louis bats and I really don't have interest in the Mets bats. Um, again, like Hicks, massive ground ball guy, soft contact. I just, I don't see myself looking at either bats from this game. Um, anything else that you want to add for bets bats from this game? Nope. Nope. Not really. I think that's it. I think, uh, the Mets are interesting for cheap, but, uh, 
it's mostly just value, not because I like the spot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving on here, we got Pittsburgh at Chicago taking on the Cubbies. Does it look like wind is going to be a huge factor in this game? It's kind of blowing across the field at like six to seven miles an hour. It's about 60 degrees. We don't have a total because it's Wrigley, but that's the, oh, there actually, there's a couple books that actually have it at seven and a half Cubs minus 150. Um, I have no idea. So it sounds like I have no idea who's pitching for Pittsburgh. And I looked and multiple places have multiple things. I've seen Chase Young. I've seen Contreras. Um, so I'm just going to say that it's a big question mark for me on the Chicago. or the Andrew has it as Mitch Keller. So there's three different things. So, um, Yeah. We know Drew Smiley is pitching for the Cubs. I don't honestly. I don't. It, it doesn't really affect me who's pitching for Pittsburgh. I don't. Really yeah, it sounds like interest. it's going to be a bullpen game. Yeah, so no interest whatsoever. And then Drew Smiley. I mean, he gets a fantastic matchup against Pittsburgh, but it's such a good slate for pitching. I don't think I can go Drew Smiley. No, absolutely not. Not not on this slate. Uh, looking at the Pittsburgh bats. This is the cheap stack that I'm kind of on here. Um, more of like a secondary stack, I think more than anything else, but you got to close your eyes a little bit when you're picking some of these guys, but you got a guy like Chavez who has shown plenty of power against left-handed pitching when he was with the Red Sox. And he is, I don't know if it's me or you, but I lost you there. Oh, I'm yeah. My internet cut out for a second. Um, do you have interest in the Pittsburgh bats? See, Chavez would be would my Chavis would be my favorite one. I agree, but I think I do have more interest in the Mets as a vomit as a bit of a vomit stack than I do uh, this Pittsburgh these Pittsburgh guys. Having said that, the other side of this uh, outside of Contreras, the other side of uh, this game isn't very expensive either, and the Cubs are looking like one of the uh, the best offenses in baseball over the last couple of days. So. Maybe uh, maybe this is the team we want to go to with our uh, for our cheap options. I think this game just presents value on both sides. You know, Chavez, like you mentioned, Castillo is someone who's thirty six hundred. He fills that like shortstop position. He has a two sixty seven ISO, forty eight percent hard hit rate against um, left handed pitching this season. So, you know, you can fill a second base shortstop position, and if you're doing like a, a five two one or something like that on DraftKings, like okay, well two Pittsburgh guys that doesn't bother me. And then, I mean, Chicago's cheap too. Like you were just saying, we have no idea who's pitching in this spot for Chicago. I mean, for Pittsburgh, but outside of Contreras, they're all cheap. So Ian Happ under 4k VR. Um, I mean, any of these guys they are just, this is your potential really cheap stack as well. Um, so I like this game just for value overall. Yep. I'm with you big time. And, of the three kind of cheap value stacks that we've been looking at late, uh, these these last uh, two games, I think the Cubs are my favorite of the three. All right, so we're moving on. We got the Angels at the Rangers, seven and a half total in this one. The Angels, a uh, one sixty favorite. Otani going up against Dane Dunning. Any interest here in Otani? Yes especially on DraftKings where he's only 9,200. Um, he's, he kind of cracks that top five uh, of my favorite pitchers for both sides today, though. FanDuel, it'll be more 
tournament exclusive. Uh, the more lineups I play, the more likely I am to get to him. But on DraftKings, where he's only 9,200, I think he's firmly in the mix as with all those other plays as a uh, top pitcher on the board. Um, in terms of upside, at least, like, I don't think you want to look to him in cash just because I don't think he has the same security as Scherzer, as Cole, um, as Gaussman. But for tournaments, I think Otani for his price has as much upside as anybody else. Yeah. I mean, the, the ceiling is just as much as anybody else. Um, the strikeout upside like I, I keep talking smack about texas and they keep hitting the ball um so i'm going to continue to ca- talk smack about them but i mean otani he has 10 plus strikeout upside in this spot the the fact that like he's gone over 90 pitches and back-to-back starts the ceiling is there now like this isn't a guy that's getting taken out at 70 pitches anymore um so i love otani in this spot He's right up there. I mean, there's there's five there's five just absolute stud pitchers on this slate today, and he's one of them. So I can tell you the other side though. Dane Dunning, decent start to the year for sure. You know, come over from the White Sox. He's pitching he's pitching well. I just don't think I could pull the trigger on this. You know, this Angels lineup. No, I agree with you. Like. Running 150, I actually do think he could potentially be in the pool on DraftKings exclusively on FanDuel. I wouldn't touch him, but no, I definitely have more interest on the uh, Angels side of the game in terms of their bats. Um, But I mean, even still with Otani pitching, it's tougher to get to them. So this is more of a Otani or nothing in the pitching uh, standpoint game for me, I think. I do like some Angels one-off bats. But uh, Dunning is a solid pitcher, and there's better places to target. So Otani, I love as a pitcher. Dunning, I don't mind mixing in on DK MMEs. But this offense, I don't think I'm going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I don't really – the problem with stacking the Angels when Otani's pitching is you can't play one of the best hitters in the lineup, and they're expensive. Um, So everyone's stack is the same because, okay, if Otani is not pitching – I can make that choice to make my angel stack different with Ward and, and, and Trout instead of Ward and, you know, Otani or Trout and Otani. So I just – there's no one cheap enough that I, I could see just being like, all right, I could play that guy for the Angels today. So I think if you're playing the Angels, you're stacking them, but not a stack that I love. Yeah, like I don't mind playing Mike Trout as a one-off. I think on cue as I'm saying this, he just hit a home run. Uh, so that's uh <laughs> you can you can always play some uh play some mike trout as a one-off taylor ward has just been on another level this year i'm not sure what's going on with taylor ward i guess he is mike trout and shohei otani they now have the three best hitters in baseball lining up against each other but um so that's an interesting little mini stack uh, Trout went back ward. to back just now trout and otani did i'm pretty sure trout just hit a home run yeah yeah, so Tr- yeah, Trout's got one. Um, I thought you meant Otani just homered, and I just saw Trout homer. I thought, yeah, no, like- Trout Trout uh, homered first. He's ahead of uh, Otani in the lineup today. Um, yeah, it's all good. It you threw me off. <laughs> okay. But uh, Otani was my my Spidey bomb today, and and the Angels were beside uh, 
um, we're right there with Houston as my favorite tournament stack. So got, got most of the, most of the night, uh, well, but like I said, the angels, it doesn't matter who they're facing. You can always play trout. You can always play ward. And if on another night, you can always play Otani, but for the most part, it's just going to be those guys or nothing for me. I don't have any interest in Texas. I mean, Brad Miller, when he hits towards the top of the order, he's cheap. Um, but I just, I, I don't think this lineup is good. Yeah, I, like I, I don't mind them. I played a little bit of Texas last night, just when I need a little bit of cheap stuff sometimes. But I don't think they're going to be uh, where I'm going against Otani. All right, we have. Kansas City and Chicago White Sox, seven and a half total. The White Sox, a 170 favorite here. Giolito, Zach Greinke, it was announced that Giolito is back with the team and he's supposed to be activated on Wednesday and he will start here. Um, I've already talked about him in detail in this spot on yesterday's podcast. He's he's $2,000 too cheap for this matchup. Um, Love him in this spot. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Like, as long as we don't hear that they're going to be um, taking it easy on him for whatever reason, just because he was sick, hell yes, give me some Lucas Giolito on DraftKings. 8300 is exactly like you said, $2,000 too cheap. Um, on FanDuel, he kind of falls, I think, behind um, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Shohei Otani, Kevin Gaussman for me. But uh, where he's... Where he's uh, up over 10k 23 uh 10-3 but on dk 8300 he is arguably the best uh point per dollar option and he's probably your sp2 in cash yeah um th- he's he's two thousand dollars cheap <laughs> the same argument i made for him yesterday is he's absolutely way too cheap um zach Greinke can't I mean, he's getting some strikeouts finally, but you're not playing Zach Granke. You're not playing Zach Granke at all this year. I'm, let me save you some money. Yeah, I'm with you. No Zach Granke today. Um, I do have, how, however, some interest in uh, these Chicago bats. Are they eventually going to wake up? Uh, I mean, they are struggling. Um, they're overly aggressive. They're not walking. I think they're lowest walk rate in baseball this year. You know, their WRC plus against right-handed pitching is 26. Like eventually they're going to wake up and what better than a matchup with Zach Granke. And the good thing about the White Sox here is they're actually a pretty cheap stack. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. Like yes, money grand all at that catcher position, 3,900 on DK. That is a, that is very nice for him. Unlike Luis Robert, uh, 4,700 is too cheap. Yon Moncada has been hitting the ball well since he's returned to the lineup in 8,700. That's too cheap. Gavin Sheets has been somebody who's been hitting the ball very well lately. So if he's in the lineup, 2,900, I have a lot of interest in him. Um, this White Sox team, either as a mini stack or even as a full one, like Jose Abreu is 4,100. Are you kidding me? Um, this is a team that I'm going to have quite, quite a bit of interest in against the pitcher who is six, seven years past his prime. Yeah. Um, no interest on the Kansas city side for me. No, nope. I mean, especially with Perez going on the IL, like he I'm pretty sure he had like a, something with a thumb sprained thumb or something. Um, so no interest whatsoever for me. 
No, and that I mean that's even got to make even more interesting in Giolito too. <laughs> Just he's by so far their best hitter, like the only dangerous hitter yeah. in the KC lineup is is gone. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use DraftKings um, today, like we always do, because that's the game that's in front of me. Under eight thousand to get six or more strikeouts today. Anybody under this range, you think is going to get there today? You don't want to make it under 8,300? No, I just <laughs> – can we just cancel this question? I don't think any of the pitchers in this price range get six strikeouts today. Dane Dunning will give up four earned runs and strike out six in four innings when he's pulled. Hey, there you go. I got nothing. Um, I'm fading the question today, and I'm the host. I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, over 8K to score under 15 – <laughs> I'm going to fade this question too. There's all these guys. I, I mean, I think the guy that's the most likely to potentially get blown up is Otani. Yep. I would, I would agree with that. Like the slate is very, very straightforward and people are going to overthink this slate. We're going to see lineups today with like Hicks and, and, Granky, even maybe like having said that, the answer on FanDuel is Josiah Gray for under 8K to get over six strikeouts, and the answer for over 8K to bust is Zach Wheeler. There you go. Actually, no, it's Dane Dunning where he's 8,600, but then it would be Zach Wheeler. Over eight, over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Teoscar Hernandez. I like that. I'll see that and and raise you a Anthony Rizzo bomb today off of Jordan Miles. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Give me a cheap bat that you like to get two hits today. Under 4K to get two hits. Lourdes Curiel. I like it. I'm going to go Yohan Mankata. Um Nice. Yeah, it's just a smash spot. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Toronto. I'm going to go White Sox. And they're cheap. They might be my favorite cheap stack today. Um, That's it, man. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, like it, paying up at pitching and paying down for some Chicago teams seems like the route we're going to be going on this one. Yeah, it's a very, very fun slate. I like this slate a lot. Um, I like the Fandle slate, too. Like, the fact that, like, it offers those two extra games and I really don't need to play anything from those two games, I feel, um, is fun. So, TJ, always fun having you on. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Oh, and go Orlando Magic! <laughs>